Hello, welcome to a new episode of the Essential Shift podcast. I just love bringing to you beautiful guests on this podcast, beautiful clients of mine who are powerful and courageous souls to inspire you to really shift into alignment and embrace your growth. And this is all about what we are going to talk in this episode. It is Emma who is uh, sharing her wisdom in this episode. Emma is part of my mastermind, my goddess embodiment sisterhood. And she lives in a small country town in northern New South Wales with her husband and her son. Ollie, and she has worked in the beauty industry since 2003, firstly in a salon and then branching out to open her own business, Your Time Skincare Beauty, in 2010. And she recently created her own skincare line to provide natural, minimalist and easy to use skincare range. And as she is an intuitive healer, she really infused each of her products with a beautiful energy. And I'm telling you, you can feel this energy when you use her product, but also when you will hear this conversation on the podcast. She's such a beautiful soul. And in this episode, we more specifically speak about how she suffered from anxiety, postpartum depression, low self-worth, pregnancy loss, and how she courageously embarked on a healing journey to embrace now confidence and abundance. She is really vulnerable in this episode, so be prepared to learn a lot because in vulnerability, we always find courage and lessons. So just listen to that and the key takeaway will be around your ancestral lineage and childhood programming that will define your current self-worth, how pregnancy loss will accelerate or any difficulty in your life will accelerate your self-discovery. And she will share with us three practices that she uses daily to build yourself up from low self-worth to confidence. So I hope you're going to enjoy this episode I must, I, as much as I enjoyed recording it. And uh, let us know on Instagram how you go with it by messaging me at essential.shifts. Looking forward to hearing from you. Enjoy this conversation. Hello Emma, I am so excited to welcome you on the Essential Shift podcast for a beautiful conversation together about your own journey. Hello, thank you so much for having me with you. It is such a humbling honor for me to um, be asked by you to come on your podcast. You know, when you first said I'd love to interview when you were starting, I thought, what on earth would I have to share that anyone would want to listen to? <laughs> but they oh, say we've all so got much. a story. So. <laughs> you have so many stories. And since we started, like you started the Goddess Embodiment Sisterhood with me and with your other sister who are part of the group, yes. you know how many stories you have. All the I time know, I know. That's what you're so much. Yeah. I love it. <laughs> it's because I'm such a talker, so... <laughs> so be prepared everyone tuning into this episode to have a cup of tea and listen to beautiful story and you're a powerful storyteller so I love that thank you thank you so let me ask you the first question which is who you are what is your face what is your background tell us a bit more about you Emma Thank you. So my name is Emma, yes, and I am 33 years old and I live in a small 
rural town in northern New South Wales called Inverell. And I have grown up here um, and I have a lot of family roots um, in Inverell and surrounding areas as well. So it's um, truly home to me. Um, I am married and my husband is a truck driver. So that takes him away quite a lot, uh, which can be challenging. But we share an amazing little boy named Oliver and he has just turned three and he's just the absolute light of my life. Mm. Uh, so being his mum is, you know, important job number one. <laughs> uh, and then I also have my own salon uh, called Your Time Skin and Beauty in Inverell. So I've been working um, as a sole trader now for 11 years and in the past 12 months, I've embarked on a journey to create my own line of skincare products, Your Time Skincare. Mm. So it's all just, yeah, beautifully unfolding. And I'm just really blown away to see um, how much the skincare line has sparked the spiritual journey again for me. Mm. Yes. And your skincare line is really a representation of your values and I love how you source the ingredients in a you know sustainable way and you don't use any toxin and it's all packaged in a beautiful way would you like to share a bit more about all sure. the intention behind your uh, skincare line because I am yeah. a user and I'm, I love it. Yeah, <laughs> so which is so special thank more? you. <laughs> so I um the, the story about how I, you know, sort of, it, it feels like that the idea to create this skincare line truly was a gift from God. I happened to be looking for something to gift to my clients last year at the end of the year to say thank you. And I, I happened upon um, a suggestion on a Facebook group I'm part of to purchase these beautiful little bath salts that you can label yourself, which took me to the website of the manufacturer of my products um, and I discovered from there that they create uh, they have a customized product service so you um, are able to you know specify what you want in your product and they utilize as many Australian and organic ingredients as possible and they just share such wonderful values um, as I do as well in regards to all plant-based ingredients so you know, low tox is just such an important thing when you think about, you know, an average beauty product can have up to 40 different chemicals. Mm. And when you're using shampoo and conditioner and body wash and deodorant and face wash and serum and moisturizer and sunscreen and, you know, putting up to 10, maybe more products every day, and they've all got all these different chemicals, it's a big load. So, mm. um, it's important for us and it's important for our planet as well. So utilising those beautiful plant-based vegan ingredients, so vegan and cruelty-free, you know, that's something you and I share is that we're both animal lovers, we've got our beautiful little dogs <laughs> and um, being able to provide my clients with a sustainable, natural, plant-based, vegan, cruelty-free product um, of my creation is amazing. And something else really special about them is that I've been able to utilise crystal tinctures and then infuse with Reiki energy as well because I am a Reiki practitioner. So it's really, it just makes them a little bit magical. You know, mm -hmm. everyone who uses them says to me they just 
fall in love instantly with the products, not only how the products feel, but how it makes them feel to use Mm. it. And that is my pure intention from my heart. When I do the Reiki blessing on the product, I I ask that the product will um, be for the highest good of the person using them. And that's, you know, not only for their benefits of their skin, but for their soul as well. Because as we know, and as I'm certainly learning more and more, taking care of ourselves is just so important. You know, it really needs to go to the top of the list and for mm. so many of us so many women women who are mothers women who are business owners or career women or juggling multiple things it's at the bottom of the list and it's time to shift that yes oh my gosh i love everything you shared <laughs> thank you and we we can feel it i'm telling you we can feel it when we open the packaging and i love that it's you know in in some things that I can reuse, like a pocket in tissue, in fabrics, and that's, you know, everything, you put a little crystal, I had a moonstone with it, a little letter (laughs) from you, like it's just, it comes from the heart and we can feel it. And for me, you know how I love to mention that our skin is actually something that we nourish and that goes straight into the bloodstream. So whatever you put on your skin, please be careful with that because a lot of people come oh my gosh, my gut health is not that great. And just just think about what they eat, but actually they don't think about the exposition to the toxins around them and what you put on your skin can really affect your gut. So it's our largest organ. So we've got to treat it just as importantly as our heart and our lungs and our brain and everything else. Um, yes and it's yeah it's a gateway into the rest of our body so exactly oh my gosh we'll share i will share in the show note the link to your website for them to kind of access your product and we'll speak later about all of that but yes thank you (laughs) i got sidetracked but (laughs) that's all good (laughs) and so you shared about the story of your time skincare and how it came to fruition and I'm very grateful for Angela shout out to Angela Sanchez who introduced us beautifully on Instagram Bosco yes Mm. beautiful Ange heart of gold oh my gosh (laughs) she's so gorgeous and I really love the way you are committed to empowering women to go back to themselves and you know you mentioned self-care and self-love and really looking after themselves and putting themselves first on the list rather than last and I would love for you to share a bit about your own story navigating through that. So I am and have been an anxiety sufferer and it has really come from low self-esteem you know I look back on my life and you know there's some childhood experiences and and as we're working on in goddess embodiment sisterhood there's uh, lineage healing that needs to be done as well what we inherit from our ancestors um so you know there's been a lot there and i've always set the bar so high for myself um you also can relate to being a recovering perfectionist i know and I think for me, trying to be perfect was my way of being in control. Mm. And if I felt like I was in control, I felt safe. So because I didn't have that self-esteem, it didn't then convert into self-love. 
So I was always at the bottom of the list. I couldn't say no. I had unhealthy boundaries and I was really, you know, at the point of burnout, Mm. (laughs) which again, you know, you've discussed in one of your podcasts, which I loved listening to. Um, So it hasn't been a part of my life, you know, rest to my, you know, ego self was laziness. Mm. And looking after myself was selfishness, saying no or, you know, putting up those boundaries when it wasn't the best thing for me was, you know, being selfish and and not um, a positive response for me. Mm. So definitely um, has impacted on my body image and all that sort of stuff as well. And I think after I gave birth to Oliver was, you know, obviously your body changes so much when you have a child, but it's the most I've loved my body and the most comfortable I have ever felt. You know, for the first time this year, I wore a bikini on the beach when we went on a family holiday. You know, I've never felt comfortable to do that before. Even, you know, at times I've weighed 50 kilos because I've been so unwell with anxiety and no appetite and and still had this really warped image of myself. So, um, Billy, you know, being really comfortable in, in my skin, I think that that also comes from, from valuing what is inside me so much mm. and, and not just um, perceiving myself as a, a body vessel, but, but everything that is within me as well, you know, my soul and the love that I do so freely share. Um, it's yeah, really helped me to see my value. Mm. I don't know if I answered your question or not. <laughs> oh, it is fine. You shared what needed to be shared. I think the the most beautiful things that I witness is you stepping truly into your gift by being on this journey to self-love and self-worth and knowing who you are and what you stand for and so on. And I've seen that even in the past few months that we've met, just unfolding and you've been stepping more and more into that. And just today you shared a beautiful song inside of a boxer. Like, guys, you're missing on something. This boxer is high vibrational, I'm telling you. Absolutely. We are laughing, we are crying. Get on the wait list for goddess. you have to so yeah you're you're like the more you discover about yourself the more you step into that and this is beautiful how you described it it's like moving from anxiety and not feeling comfortable in your body into now being wearing a bikini on the beach and showing yourself as who you are which is really Mm. beautiful yeah getting in the water and playing with my son Mm. and having a wonderful time and and not um, worrying about external judgment. And I think that is because I have stopped judging myself. Mm. So, yes. Oh, okay. So <laughs> this brings for me a question. It's really, how did you start it trusting yourself? For someone who is listening to that and they're like, okay, cool. So Emma is in this space now. Like, she has it all together. How do I get there? And actually, we never got it all together, guys. No, so that's right. Me. It's always <laughs> it's always a journey. But I think that my simple, you know, there's a simple answer and a long answer to that. But the simple answer is 
it's one step at a time. Mm. This isn't something that happens overnight, you know, and I can look back on the journey I've had, especially in the last five years since I was married and I went on a fertility journey to having my son and then becoming a mother three years ago. Um, So it hasn't just happened overnight, you know. There's been a, a lot of work bit by bit and through my mental health struggles, Um, I have been very blessed to receive excellent support and I've just, yeah, one one step at a time worked on healing the um, childhood traumas Mm. that had contributed to um, the anxiety and feeling unsafe with myself, uh, feeling unsafe in my body and that I think had led me to not trust myself. But starting small and, and trusting myself again on small things and tapping into my intuition again, which has always been there, and through fear and fear of judgment, I definitely had switched that off. Uh, and then the anxiety brain tends to sort of take over from that beautiful inner knowing feeling Mm. Um, but I I reflected definitely reflected a lot on the times that I've trusted and listened to my intuition and the fact that it's actually never been wrong it's when I go against it that um, you know things don't turn out as (laughs) well as maybe they could have so I think just setting little small challenges for yourself to just one step at a time regained that self-trust and then starting to uh, send love back to yourself as well. Mm. You know, you look at all the ways that you send love out into the world and out into the people in your life and, and in all the different ways that you do that by caring for your children, by cleaning the house, by taking care of your clients at work or your co-workers or whatever your situation is, um, it's so easy to end up with an empty cup because <laughs> you mm. you're pouring out so much. So we talk about, you know, you can't pour from an empty cup. Well, you the most important thing really is to fill that back up. So I remember on recommendation from the psychologist that I was working with, she suggested that I do a very simple self-love meditation Uh, which I did share in our goddess group and the other members certainly found it helpful as well, which is beautiful. So I think this is something that hopefully somebody listening can um, start to implement. But I just did it when I was in bed at night before I fell asleep. Just close my eyes and breathe and just focus on sending love back into my own heart space. And for me, that is a golden light Um, For other people, it might look different. But for me, it is a golden light. And to begin with, it was hard. It didn't flow. It didn't happen. There was a big block there. Um, And as a Reiki practitioner, you know, I have an understanding of the chakras and, and how all that works. But you don't have to be, you know, meditating for an hour a day. You don't have to be doing Reiki or, you know, just starting from completely scratch, no self practice at all. You can take five minutes. Close your eyes and just focus on sending yourself some love back into your heart. And over the course of a few days of doing that, it just started to flow so easily. And it's like building any muscle. 
Mm. You, know, you, you want to get strong arms, so you go to the gym and you do bicep curls. <laughs> you want to build the strong love for yourself, repet- you know, repetition, send that love back, and that was a big turning point for me. Mm. Wow. So much wisdom in your answer. You know, it's like in terms of the tips, it's a simple step, but it's also the trust. We're going to go back to trust your intuition. I'm going to ask you more questions around this. Yes. And then really kind of the self-love and the rituals that you can implement in your life. And rituals doesn't have to be, as you said, 50 minutes or 40 minutes meditation can be five minutes of sending yourself love. Beautiful. I want you to share with us, how did you start to trust your intuition? Because when we met very quickly, you told me about Oli coming into your life in the most beautiful way and you decide what you want to share or not. Yes, I asked yes. you for permission before to ask you this question yes. and you said yes. Thank you. But really kind of trusting your intuition and your journey to trust your intuition. What was that journey? Because some people may be listening being like, yeah. I know so much about intuition, but how do I start? Well, the, the story of my journey to Oli is um, a bit of a long one. <laughs> so yeah. I'm more than happy to, you know, share that. And Go I ahead. Love sharing. I love yeah. sharing this story. Um, so Drew and I... We met in 2012 and I'd not long got out of another relationship. So, you know, I, I remember the night we met and we were standing next to each other at the pub, you know, <laughs> and I remember looking at him sideways and he's really tall and handsome and funny and uh, laughing at something he'd said. And then this thought came into my head and it was, this guy loves me. <laughs> and then... <laughs> And then I was like, oh, Emma, don't be so full of yourself, you know. <laughs> and at the time, you know, I had post-breakup red hair and like <laughs> mid-20s crisis, you know. <laughs> and we've talked about that since. And he said to me, um, the first time he saw me, he's like, I just loved you. I just knew you were the person I was going to marry. Wow. And he waited And he waited and we became the best of friends. And in 2015, I lost my grandfather. Um, On the 30th of June, he passed away and we were exceptionally close. I grew up next door to my grandparents and um, I had a Wait, you said the 30th of June 2016? It's when Zoe was born. Oh, really? Um, 2015. Oh, 2015. 12 months before he was born but I'll come back to that date um lots of synchronicities (laughs) still unfolding (laughs) um when my pop passed away actually I was in we were in the hospital with him uh, myself my grandmother and my father and I connected beautifully with his soul uh, before his body passed on his soul had already left his body and uh it was yeah amazing um so when my grandfather passed away you know him and my grandmother just had the most beautiful marriage of 55 years and I remember having this realization that you know I was so afraid of allowing myself to you know open up to Drew um because he was such a beautiful person and a wonderful friend and I thought to myself I'm either going to have to marry him or break his heart and I didn't think I could do either of those things because I was still, you know, in a place of, of hurt from the previous relationship and, and other things that happened in, you know, in between. Um, 
but I had this realization, like, look what I could be missing out on. Look at what my grandparents had. Mm. And he, and my grandmother says to me all the time, Drew reminds me so much of your pop. And, you know, that's the biggest compliment anyone can give because he was just incredible and still, you know, with me in spirit all the time. And he connects into this story about how Ollie came to be as well. So I remember saying to Drew, you know, a couple of weeks after my pop passed, I think I'm in love with you. (laughs) And he was like, oh, finally. (laughs) Um, So, yeah, that was that. that. And towards the end of 2014, um, no, sorry, I'm out of my dates. I'm out of my dates. We met in 2012, 2013, my pop passed away. Is that what I said? You said 2015 or 2016, but that's okay. 2013. Um, Drew and I started dating then and then at the end of 2014, I said to him, it just came to me. I said, we're going to have a son and we're going to name him Oliver. And I went and bought this little blue Bonds wonder suit, you know, little terror toweling with the little clips and, yeah. Yeah. And, you know, Drew was like, settle down, man, trap. No. He actually already had my engagement ring (laughs) and we went on a little holiday together and he proposed to me on New Year's Eve 2014. Uh, We got married in April 2016 and decided then that we wanted to have a baby. So I stopped taking the pill and only about a month later I fell pregnant. Uh, I actually found out that I was pregnant on the 30th of June 2016. Which is when I was giving birth to Zoe. Yes. Yes. Okay. And being my pop's anniversary as well, it just felt so aligned. Yeah. Yeah. I know. Goosebumps. So this pregnancy only sadly continued for 10 weeks. And I had had a scan about eight and a half weeks and I've still got that picture, which is so special to me. And I saw the little heartbeat on the screen and, um, yeah, one morning, Saturday morning, I, I got out of bed and I had had a little bit of cramping through the night and I went to use the toilet and I lost the baby in the sack into the toilet. And that was so incredibly jarring, you know, to look in the toilet and here is this tiny little fetus in this perfectly beautiful round sack and my brain is thinking, no, that's that's meant to be in my womb, but that's my baby in the toilet. And um, so it went on that we went to the hospital and my uh, doctor who delivered Ollie, um, it was absolutely amazing. And I had to have a DNC. So he performed that on the same day, you know, Saturday <laughs> weekend, he, you know, called the, the theatre staff in and um, funnily enough, my best friend's mum was on call for theatre that day. And that was just hugely comforting for me to have her there. Uh, So I was, you know, in business mode that day and poor Drew was just, you know, heartbroken. And then we sort of switched the next day. I was a mess and he (laughs) looked after me. And um, I I had this feeling like I was being punished for something, you know, and, and I understand now that that's not the case. But I, um, of course, you know, I was heartbroken. And about eight weeks later, Drew and I were meant to be going on our delayed honeymoon. And I was walking down the hallway at the salon and I started having this pain in my abdomen. 
And I thought, oh, you know, don't tell me I've got appendicitis or something now. So I went back to my doctor. And the short version of this story is that I had a cyst on my right ovary the size of a baseball. So it's pretty big. <laughs> um, so he sort of said to me, you know, don't leave town. Um, this is going to have to come out. So I had a laparotomy, which means I had an incision, um, the same size as when they perform a C-section. And so the recovery from that was quite huge, um, not only physically, but of course, emotionally as well. Um, so that then delayed um, being able to try for another baby. Um, but it's all in divine timing. So I spent two years then trying to conceive again and crying into that little blue wonder suit, <laughs> sitting in the room where Oliver's cot eventually would be and just crying my eyes out. And um, after, you know, two years of trying again, nothing happened. I went back to my doctor and I, I said, you know, what, what's our plan going to be? So we decided that it would be a good idea to do another DNC and flush my tubes just to see if there was any blockages, scar tissue from the previous surgeries, etc. And so we scheduled that surgery uh, for the beginning of February 2018. So we went on a beautiful holiday to Vanuatu with some friends of ours and we came home and then I discovered that I was pregnant again. So I went back to my doctor. We said, okay, let's, you know, cancel this surgery. The next day I started to bleed. So I had a very early miscarriage again. Um, and from there, I then decided that I would like to consult with a fertility specialist. So I literally just Googled fertility specialists in Brisbane because that's our closest large centre. And the doctor um, came up and it just you know, felt right. So I had an appointment with her um, for mid-February. So I was having Reiki um, sessions quite frequently in that time as well, you know, trying to heal um, my body and my soul as well from that loss. And so my beautiful friend Gina, um, who also led me to um, her Reiki master, who I have done my attunements with as well. Um, we were doing a Reiki session uh, on a Monday and it's only that she had the exact same vision as me that I really truly believe that this happened, you know. Um, and this is probably the most vulnerable she, you know, I can share quite easily the um, physical story of the miscarriage but the spiritual side, you know, um, but again, you know, it's just, it's so beautiful. I had had a vision when I was trying to fall pregnant again. I was very, I remember I was sitting in the bottom of the shower one day, just crying, crying, crying. And I saw this beautiful um, young man and he came to me and he said, I'm coming back. Please don't cry. Mum. I'm coming back. And I went, okay. So I'm in this Reiki session with Gina and she had her hands on my womb space and suddenly I could see the room filled with all of my past loved ones and at the forefront was my pop, Jesus, who I have a very strong connection with and, and he's one of my ascended masters that I turn to the most um, and this same young man and they all said to each other, yes, it's the right time, she's ready now and my pop 
and Jesus both hugged this young man, you know, in spirit. And then he and Jesus walked forward and Jesus' hands laid on my body as well. And then this young man's spirit turned into this beautiful golden orb and it just, trans, you know, transmuted down into my body. And at the end of the session, Gina said to me, I believe that we've anchored your child's soul into your body now. And I shared with her the experience I had had as well. And I thought, okay, wow, that's, that's amazing. Um, went to work the next day, started thinking about it, and I was actually a week late. So the appointment, the Zoom appointment um, was booked for the next day with the fertility specialist. And on the way home from work, I stopped into the supermarket to get some stuff to cook dinner. And I thought, I'm just going to grab a pregnancy test as well. You know, I'd actually banned myself from doing pregnancy tests. <laughs> uh, and I, I went home and I said to Drew, look, I, I think I could be pregnant. But, you know, we were kind of like miscarriage, two years of trying, another miscarriage. How could I possibly have fallen again straight away? So he said, look, go and do the test. And then tomorrow when we have this appointment with the fertility specialist, then we'll know. So I went up to the ensuite and I did this test and straight away these two dark lines came up and <laughs> I'll censor myself, but my immediate reaction was, get forked. <laughs> but I didn't say forked. <laughs> and I was going, yeah, Drew, I'm pregnant. And I was pregnant with Ollie. Wow. So the fertility specialist was amazing. And because I had, you know, had the um, miscarriage history, she was very closely monitoring my hormone levels. So I was having blood tests every two days. And when I got to six weeks pregnant with Oliver, um, I started to bleed. So she picked up that my progesterone was dropping. So she actually put me on to progesterone pessaries until 12 weeks until the placenta was able to... Um, take over producing that hormone and I really believe that that is why Oliver mm. was born that is why my pregnancy with him was able to continue um, but honestly I was about 22 weeks pregnant with him before I truly could believe that I was going to have a baby now I'm just looking here I wanted to read this to you yeah so I wrote this on the 26th of the 2nd 2018 uh, this is when I started to bleed in my pregnancy with him. And I reflected on all of those moments, you know, spiritually and just knowing that this boy named Oliver <laughs> was going to be born. And, you know, from a heartbroken perspective, I was fearing miscarrying again and I was thinking, I can't do this anymore. My heart can't take mm -hmm. this pain anymore. And then I sort of realised that if I gave up in 20 years' time and I never had a child, I would regret it. Mm. But if I kept trying and even if I did suffer more losses, it would be hard. But if I went on then to have my child in 20 years' time, that pain would be healed and I would have that love forever. So this is what I wrote and this, was, this became my mantra through my whole pregnancy. Divine perfect timing is always taking place in my life. I trust in the process of life. I trust in God. 
I love and approve of myself. I am safe. All is well. And reading that, I'm getting like full body goosebumps again. Um, And I'm kind of like blown Mm. away that I had that wisdom even back then. (laughs) (laughs) But I continued on then to have a really easy pregnancy and gave birth to him um, a week before his due date. Mm. So, you know, giving birth and then I did suffer from postpartum anxiety. So that was a journey in itself. But, you know, I look at him now and he is just so intuitive himself. He has this amazing ability to connect to people's hearts. You know, strangers will stop us in the street to tell me how beautiful he is and say hello to him. And he um, says things sometimes and I think, how could you possibly know that? You know, so I just know with everything in me that he chose me and chose Drew as his parents and he is here for such an amazingly beautiful purpose. And as I've shared with you, I've now got a female soul or another soul coming and going to incarnate into a female mm. saying to me, okay, it's, it's time for me to be born now. So, <laughs> um, again, you know, I'm just trusting in that journey. I've had a lot of fears around having another baby because, you know, it has been hard. Like it's been amazing, but it's been really hard, especially with Drew being away and, and the postpartum anxiety and all that sort of stuff. And, and again, that perfectionist, I want to do it perfectly. Um, so I think I've really been able to, um, get comfortable with being uncomfortable in some ways as well. And yeah, I know now that there's just such a big plan that mm. we can't even really fully comprehend and just how beautifully we are all connected. Mm. That's oh my such goodness. a special realization. <laughs> it was so special. Thank you for sharing your story. Thank you for allowing me to (laughs) to get into, you know, the journey and how it made you feel. And I really want to put the emphasis on the wisdom that you had at this time to surrender and trust the process and really go through this ebbs and flows in, you know, its worst moment and its best moment as well. And really kind of trusting that you were divinely guided. And this is, this is really hard, you know, to trust in those moments. And it's, I really could relate when you said that it is hard to share with people about the spiritual journey. It's easier to share about yeah. the emotional or the physical journey, but actually the spiritual journey is really kind of something that needs to be acknowledged. You know, we have different bodies and the spiritual body needs to be acknowledged as well. So thank you for Absolutely. sharing that. And Thank you. It just, yeah, my heart feels so full having been mm-hmm. able to share that story. And I can certainly even, you know, in this moment reflect on how much, um, yeah, becoming a mother has really helped with um, my soul growth and and in regards to that self-love as well. Mm-hmm. You know, it's so important to me to set uh, a really good example for, for my son. You know, children live by what they learn and Mm. they learn by watching us. So by me uh, allowing myself the rest when I need it and, you know, just giving myself a break, (laughs) I'm showing my son how to love himself as well Mm. and and to grow into um, that heart space as well. 
Oh, gosh. And so beautiful. Just everything in what you shared is beautiful. And I think it will be medicine for some women or men who may be listening and going through a fertility journey or going through a miscarriage journey or going through, you know, losing a loved one and being like, how can I reconnect with them in spirit? So it was it was just the best story. And I can speak with you for hours, which is we are both chit chattering. Yes. To talk <laughs> <laughs> I feel like I've shared what needed to be said today. I kind yes. of, I'm at the point now where I haven't got any other words. <laughs> So. <laughs> so for those who may have some question, maybe, you know, discovering your products or maybe learning more about your Reiki healing session and things like that, like how can we best connect with you? Yes, I would love, love, love to connect with anybody who would like to, um, yeah, talk about anything that we've talked about today. So I am easily reachable on Instagram. I do love that platform and my Instagram handle is at yourtime underscore skin underscore care and my website is www.yourtimeskincare.com. Oh, thank you. I'm sure a lot of people will connect with you. And when you uh, you connect with Emma, she's straight away really sharing and being here for you like I remember the first time we connected we had straight away a long conversation Mm. and I got to meet Ollie who is a beautiful soul search a wise and old soul I just love him so you're one of his favorite people all the time when I'm listening to your recordings and things he's going hello Letitia (laughs) sorry darling she can't hear you at the moment but he's actually drawn you a picture oh so that's me. Yes, I've got it all boxed up, ready to go with your products. Oh my gosh, I need okay. it. This will make Letitia very happy. Oh yes, I would love that. Oh my goodness. And by the way, I would love for you to share what are you preparing for Christmas? Because I know I am ordering my yes, box for your Christmas. Your beautiful mask. The drawing of yes, Ollie. Yes. Don't be jealous, anyone. <laughs> yeah. Maybe I'll get him to do a few more drawings, and a few lucky people will get a little Ollie masterpiece as well. <laughs> um, it really is a small business from the heart. So I've been putting together some beautiful gift boxes. So you might like to gift one to yourself or to a loved one. Um, the one that you're going to be receiving is the beautiful mask kit. So it's got the lovely pink clay mask. And I had a, uh, a local lady make some beautiful bespoke um ceramic mask bowls and so you know you get the little kit I've also got some really lovely ones with crystal glass water bottles and guasha stones and beautiful smudge sticks that another lovely lady made for me and also some gorgeous um crystal and reiki infused candles as well so it's been a really beautiful way to connect with other small Mm. businesses and other soul-led entrepreneurs into um yeah bringing their beautiful offerings into these gift boxes as well so if you're looking for a special gift jump online and yeah see what speaks to you (laughs) we will add all of that and make sure that we direct them to your beautiful offering because it is really i love how you shared you know soul-led entrepreneur and I am all about that. Like, how can you connect and support other small business owners and make sure that they, you know, they create it with sadhana, with love, with care. And then when you use their product, you you can feel it. I'm telling you. Thank Absolutely. you. And the empowerment 
of connecting with other women and how we can build each other up. Mm. And that is uh, such a special thing for me in the goddess embodiment sisterhood um, that, that is so powerful. So don't be afraid to reach out, please, you know, to myself, to Letitia. We would love to connect with you and see how we can support you on your journey. Mm. Oh, thank you, Emma. I love you so much. Thank, <laughs> thank you, you and I love here. you. And, and I love Ange for being our facilitator, <laughs> for connecting us. <laughs> Can't wait to get to see you in real life. Me too. The retreat <laughs> is coming up. Yes. yes we will yes. get to hug each other. I know. We'll get to have a beautiful facial from you. Yes, oh. yes. I can't wait. <laughs> Thank you. Bye, everyone. <laughs> Thank you so much, Emma, for coming as a guest on the Essential Shift podcast and sharing your story. I love how you take everything in and you transform it into a powerful medicine. So thank you so much for coming. And I hope this episode has helped you. Make sure to leave a review and share with someone who could benefit from listening to it. And before you go, don't hesitate to go and join my waitlist for my Ayurveda in business course, as well as my goddess embodiment sisterhood, if you've been inspired by the transformations that Emma is going through inside this powerful container. Until next time, blessed be.